Coast, good morning on the West Coast, and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in a beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, our special Huddle Up with John Witkowski, Super Bowl 2024 edition. As you know, we've been doing a banking podcast for 14 years And last year, it was actually the show after the Super Bowl, I was interviewing a gentleman named John Witkowski. He is the president of the Independent Bankers Association of New York State. And usually the first question I ask a guest is, hey, tell me a little bit about your career. And he mentions just matter-of-factly, well, after my football career, uh, I got into banking. And I said, wait a minute, we got to back this up. It's the week after the Super Bowl. I I thought maybe he played college football, which he did at Columbia or high school football, but he actually played in the National Football League. And so when that happened last year, it really did change the trajectory of the show. I thought there's no way to top having an NFL quarterback on the show the week after the Super Bowl, and so I said, we're going to go to more special episodes, maybe a limited run series. I'm working on one right now called The Short History of Banking, but it was just so great. I've gotten to know John a little bit, even though it's been a while since he played professional football, still very in tune with the game, still very knowledgeable about the game. And I'll be the first to admit, I geeked out really hard when I found out he had played football back in the 1980s. I believe he was drafted in 85 by the Lions out of Columbia. And he talks about it very matter-of-factly. He set basically every Ivy League passing record that can be set uh, when he was playing college ball. And so the rarest of things, a draft choice out of the Ivy League. And so, of course, here we are on the eve of the Super Bowl. I've actually lost count of what number it is because since the Steelers haven't sniffed the Super Bowl in over a decade, it's been really depressing. But my wife is a lifelong 49ers fan, and I told her, I told her this week, I would be honored to have the 49ers join the Steelers and the Patriots as six-time Super Bowl champions. You get tired of the same team winning. I felt that way about the Patriots a while back, and I'm starting to feel that way about the Chiefs, even though I've got nothing against Taylor Swift. I really don't. I can't name three of the songs that she sings. I do know this. Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson, Taylor Swift. There's not a third name you can put in that slot. There's not a single, I mean, you can try, but you can't. And so I do respect what she's accomplished, but I I would love to see the disappointed look on her face, especially if something great happens like Travis Kelsey drops and, and, you know, a a sure touchdown in the end zone that cost them the game. That, that might be, that might be enjoyable for me. So after the break, we're going to go up to New York state. We're going to visit with John. We're going to ask him about how much the game has changed and how it reflects our society and our culture and marketing and everything else. It really is America's secular holiday. And I'm going to talk to it about the most, talk about it with the most knowledgeable football dude I know, John Witkowski. And we're going to do it all right after this. Yeah, yeah, I'm up at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to De Niro. But I'll be hooked forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, I'm most 
is right. Our NFL guru and our banking guru for New York State. His name is John Witkowski. Hey, John, welcome back. Good morning, Jason. How are you? Oh, it is good to hear your voice. I'm doing great. I guess... I guess I should have told you we're doing a live show this morning, old school live show, online broadcasting. I was doing this before anybody knew what a podcast was, but I thought, hey, they got to go live on Super Bowl Sunday. We can handle a live show here the Friday before the Super Bowl. First things first, uh, we're get started off on a new year. How are things going up at the Independent Bankers Association of New York State? What's hot? What's happening? Things are good. Uh, they're very busy. We're in session right now with the legislation, uh, with those legislators. So uh, a lot of um, bills coming through that don't make sense for banks and a few others that do. So we're uh, supporting and opposing where we can. But uh, one of the big things that happened recently here in New York, the first time it's ever happened, is that a credit union is acquiring a community bank. And um, while the business decision is you know, is one that they had to make at the bank. It's uh, hopefully a trend that will not continue. It's a trend that should not continue. And I'll tell you, and I'll say it on the air, uh, what I told you off the air, it is, it is really time to amp up those state-based efforts. It is an election year. There's not a single vote on the national level that's going to be changed based upon the uh, fiduciary differences that people have about credit unions and banks. But on a state level, especially a state like New York State, I think that's where the advocacy has to be directed. And I know I know you're spearheading that. Speaking of spearheading, you used to spearhead your college football team as a quarterback and then in the NFL. So I'm looking forward to talking to you about the big game. My first memory of the Super Bowl was Super Bowl 10, Dallas Cowboys versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And living in Texas and being a Steelers fan, I think it sort of set me up, John, to be a bit of a contrarian. And it worked out really well for me in Super Bowl 10 <laughs> because the Steelers won that Super Bowl, that famous 64-yard uh, touchdown pass. And, of course, you can appreciate that. Terry Bradshaw wasn't around to see it because he got knocked basically unconscious because in those days and when you played, believe it or not, you could actually – I don't know, touch the quarterback, look at the quarterback, make mean faces at the quarterback. It's only a, it's only a matter of time, John. I think they're going to have like, like the president's secret service agents that drop back with these marquee quarterbacks in the backfield, you know, and, and they won't let anybody get close to them. That's one way. That's one way the game has changed. Uh, but, I mean, I think the Super Bowl, Super Bowl ten came on like regular time like at 1 o'clock, like all the other football games before it. Now it's a whole day. It's a two-week event. It really has changed since your days in the NFL, hasn't it? Tell us about that. No, it really has. I mean, you think back then it was, uh, you know, it was like you said, it was at 1 o'clock. If we played on the West Coast, it would be, you know, they they do it at 3 or 4 to get it to be 1 o'clock prime time on uh, East Coast. Know, yeah. I mean, East Coast and 1 o'clock in, in California. But, um yeah, it's one of those – it's a two-week uh, 
advertisement, basically. And look, it's one of the <laughs> most popular games uh, ever to be played, and it's uh, it really is a party. You know, you think about it being in Vegas this year, and I'm sure uh, there are a few uh, stories that are coming out of Vegas sometime uh, this week. I mean, there's always been a couple of arrests and some parties and, you know, some things that are going on, and I'm sure in, in Sin City there's uh, a lot of fun happening, a lot of great things going on, but, uh, you know, it, it's really becoming more of an, a spectacle than uh, anything more than about the game, especially with the gambling, you know, too. Yeah. Uh, sure that's, that's I know huge. that's been a big part of it. Yeah. Even Man, even so, I even I it. I've never bet I've never bet on sports. Even I was almost tempted to download a app called Prize Picks, and I said nope. I've never gone down that road before. I'm not going to start now. Yeah, it's best that you don't, to be honest with you. But uh, you know, again, even back in our day, when when I our day, my day when I played, uh, that was the biggest taboo. You know, you don't talk with people. You don't uh, tell people what's going on on the inside. You don't give them any inside. Uh, you know, yeah information on what who's been hurt who's injured what's going on right uh it doesn't matter who it is friends family uh really was looked at as a big taboo now everything's out there i mean obviously things have changed technologically and everything else so yeah it's a it's a totally different world but the game itself though but the game itself is still a great game i mean i don't want to be the guy saying oh back in my day you know i i love the super bowl even when my team's not in it and they haven't been in it for a long time the pittsburgh football steelers have not been in the super bowl in a while and they lost the last one they were into the green bay packers i of course i tune in football is the only sport where i watch the playoffs when my team is out of it and there is just something special about that final game it's not a seven game series in basketball it's not a seven game series in baseball you know or hockey it's that one game and there really is some cachet when when there's only one game that does make it that much more exciting doesn't it well it does i mean you think about the playoffs you're one and done if you lose you're out and uh, you're packing up your locker on monday morning and you sit there and go what just happened right i mean you played 18 <laughs> weeks 17 18 19 weeks plus preseason and all of a sudden you lose one game and you're going what do you mean i'm going home you know it's just it's uh it really is one of those things that it's a definitive end to uh to the season but if you get to the big game and again i was never fortunate enough to get there but uh uh it's I've been to a few Super Bowls, and it's a great spectacle. I mean, it really is a great, great time, great game uh, to watch, and everybody's watching it. But, uh, yeah. um, you know, and again, many of them have been very good games. You know, really, there's yeah, only they have. been, you know, out of 57 or 58 games, it's, there's only been a few blowouts. So uh, you look at it, they're exciting games. Sometimes they're boring, but that's okay, because that's sometimes football can be boring. But uh, well, sometimes very the team is so and... much better than the other. And, of course, you played against the Chicago Bears. And I think back to when Dallas was just beating the tar out of Buffalo. Sorry, upstate New York, but they did a couple of years in a row. You know, those those Super Bowls were kind of over in the in the first half. And those aren't fun. But you're right. There have been a lot of really good close games, especially recently. I did want to ask you. I made a little joke about it earlier but as a quarterback I have to ask I mean it really to me watching and now we have all of these angles on replay and all of this slow motion I do think the protection of the quarterback 
has gone a little too far. I've seen what looked like some really clean hits. It's hard when you're moving at full speed as a 285-pound linebacker with 0% body fat to slow down at game speed and not accidentally nick the quarterback's face mask with your helmet. And boom, just like that, 15 yards. And it can change the entire dynamic of a game. What are your thoughts on that? Is it, has it gone too far with protecting these quarterbacks? I know I may have asked you that before, but for people that haven't listened to all of the episodes we've done with you, what are your thoughts on that? Just, you know what, Jason, stay off the quarterbacks, okay? You know, leave us alone. No. <laughs> of course you're going to say that. No. No, the, uh, I, I have to be honest with you. The game has changed so much, even with the quarterback position, because there's so many good athletes now that, um, you know, you see the pocket passers, and, again, you can't hit below the waist. You can't hit them in the face. So you only have one place to hit them, which is in the chest, and you can't do it with your head first. I mean, again, I, I totally understand, and I think there are some questionable calls, but I think there's questionable calls all over the field. It's become That's such true. a – I mean, when I say – I don't want to say ticky-tack. That's not the right thing. But there's so much physicality even with the receivers and the defensive backs. You know, linebackers right. holding up tight ends. You know, offensive linemen grabbing jerseys. or You know, I mean, there's, you could probably call a penalty if you really wanted to uh, on every play. But I have to be honest with you, it's one of those games where you have so many great athletes, um, different sizes, different speeds that are going against one another. It really, mm-hmm. is, uh, it, it really is fun to watch. But, again, we're getting back to the quarterbacks. There are some very questionable calls. But for the most part, again, and this is not because I'm a quarterback, but most quarterbacks are, you know, when you, you go from the first tier down to the second tier, you know, the team, uh, a little bit of a drop-off. And yeah. uh, that hurts marketing for the NFL. So, again, they don't want to see guys get hurt, and they never want to see anybody get hurt. But it's, uh, you know, for the quarterback situation, think about San Francisco last year. They went through three quarterbacks. As I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. The first play of the game, right? Brock Purdy gets hurt in the NFC Championship. And – the next quarterback comes in, and it looks like he's never thrown a football in his life before. Right, right. And, and that's the hard part. And then he gets hurt, and then you're looking at number three, and you're like, okay. You know, but it's, again, that's part of the game, right? I mean, everybody right. has uh, an injury here and there, and there's a lot of guys that play hurt all the time. It's, you know, it's a brutal sport, it's, but it's fun. And it's something that you can feel really good about after you play the game and after you see what's going on. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, as far as quarterbacks, Again, you have two guys now, Mahomes and Purdy, yeah. right? Mahomes right. just makes plays. Purdy, he's a, he's a you know, what do they call him? Uh, uh, you Mr. Irrelevant, kind of last guy in the draft, and here he is in the Super Bowl. But he, he manages the game well and uh, doesn't get rattled. And, you no, know, so for a, for a second-year guy, he's done a nice job. He really has. Let me ask you to put your, uh, put your coach hat on for a second. You know, as a team – Kansas City really turned it on in the playoffs. It kind of reminds me of what what the Yankees used to do. They'd hang around all year and then just dominate the playoffs. And, of course, San Francisco has been really good all year. They destroyed my team on opening week. Uh, They had that little setback against the Ravens, but that can happen to any team. You make it to the Super Bowl. As a coach, is the mindset, hey, let's just keep doing what got us here? Or do you really have to come up with something unique and different because you're counting on the other team thinking you're going to do what got you there? I think it was a couple of years ago, uh, was it Tampa Bay that just shut down 
the Chiefs. And it was just like, what did they do differently that nobody else had done all year? As a coach, what are your thoughts? Do you do what got you there, or do you have to really get creative because there, you know, there is another, there's not another game? There's no more games after this week. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think coaching is a big part of it, but, you know, strategy, you got to line up your people to see where your strengths are versus your weaknesses. You know, you might have a, a super receiver that's going against maybe a first or second year corner, or maybe even a backup corner if the first guy gets starts. So what you try to do is you try to take advantage of the other teams and I'll call them weaknesses, but they're, they're just opportunities, right? Um, where you think you can run. I'll give you an example. The, the right tackle for, San Francisco's offensive line. He's he struggled a little bit in a couple of games, a couple of holds, you know, a couple of offsides. I mean, uh, legal procedures. But right, he's still a heck of a ball player. But you know, if I'm Kansas City, I'm going to try to take advantage of that. You know, I'm going to try to put somebody over the top of him that's going to give him a little bit of trouble. Maybe Chris Jones goes outside once in a while. You know, I get hard grade. You know, you just try to look at that and say, okay, we're going to take advantage of this. After the San Francisco side, they'll say, you know what, we're going to run to the left the whole time. We're going to run away from Chris Jones. We're going to run, you know, so you you try to play that game. And it's really a game of strategy. And you really try to find the weaknesses on the other team. And when you have a guy like Mahomes or you have a guy like Purdy who make plays, you know, uh, some of that stuff goes right out the window because now you're in the middle of a a three-second play and all of a sudden you're going, okay, Mahomes is out of the pocket. He's throwing down the field. Kelsey's open 20 yards down the field in the middle. You know, I mean, it just ends up going with the flow but when you go in it's a strategic move to make sure that you look at the weaknesses of the defense or your weaknesses of the offense and try to uh yeah uh, try to plan accordingly i hope that's the right tackle mckivitz and not the right guard burford that you're talking about because one of the reasons <laughs> i really hope the 49ers win is Burford is not only a graduate of UTSA, my alma mater, and my wife's alma mater. He's also a graduate of our high school alma mater, the Converse Judson High School, one of the great high school football dynasties here in Texas, which is about as important as winning the Super Bowl, winning state championships. And like the Pittsburgh Steelers, my high school alma mater has six state championships in football. Like I said, John, I've been obsessed and been around this all my life. You heard me mention in the setup that, you know, being a Steelers fan in Texas, I think prepared me to be a contrarian in all aspects of my life. I've never done things just because other people did them that way. When I first started speaking professionally, everybody came to me, all the so-called expert speakers came to me and said, hey, you can't use music and pictures. you got to use bullet points and PowerPoint. And I'm like, come on, give me a break. Why would I take <laughs> advice from you on how to do anything, right? And right. so it, the Super Bowl and, and, and sports, I guess, in general, it really does reflect things. It really does reflect the culture. It really does reflect what's cool in marketing two years ago. Every ad was cryptocurrency. The next year, there wasn't a single cryptocurrency <laughs> ad. And I think that's just so – That's what's so unique about the Super Bowl is, of course, everyone tunes in, maybe the only show of the year that you tune in to see the commercials. But would you agree that it really does reflect where we are, culturally speaking, as Americans? Yeah, I do. I mean, I I really do. And if you look at the ads every year, they try to, you know, the advertising, they, they try to coincide with what's going on, you know, I don't want to say politically, but socially. And, that's uh, part of it, though. Yeah. I mean, that is part of it. Yeah. That's part of it. It is an election year. So, yeah. Um, but, be, yeah, I just 
I find this day to be one of those days that everybody just kind of like chills. You don't see anybody on the roads. You don't see anybody driving. Everybody's yeah. kind of having their parties and doing what, you know, it, it's, it's a day for people to get together and Monday's a day off for many people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know when the Steelers win, I typically take like the next month off, but that hasn't been an issue <laughs> for me because apparently the new Steeler way is to just barely make the playoffs and get beat in the first round. It's really something to be proud of their Rooney family. I miss the old days when the Super Bowl was the standard. Okay, big question. You know it's coming. Um, uh, nobody breaks down football that I know personally better than you. Uh, if, if you had to pick, I know you don't gamble on the games, but if you had to pick, uh, who do you think's going to win and why? Well, I think if the Chiefs can get to Purdy early, uh, even though he's been a great comeback quarterback in the second half in the last two games, um, and they've changed it, they've made some adjustments at halftime, uh, I think that's the biggest matchup. Defensive line of the Chiefs versus the offensive line of the 49ers. You know, the 49ers got to keep them off, off balance, draws, you know, play action passes, all that fun stuff. But uh, I think that's the biggest matchup is the Chiefs defensive line versus hmm. San Francisco offensive line. Um, and uh, and vice versa. I mean, it goes both ways because uh, the, the 49ers have a great defensive line as well. But um, I, I coaching, both are great coaches. Um, unfortunately, my edge is going to go towards the Chiefs because I just think uh, I think they have a way of understanding of what it takes to win, and they've been there before. Yeah. Um, last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it is crazy. All right, and, well. And, uh, and again, Brock Purdy's done a great job, and it, there's not, it, this is not back against him at all. But I just think uh, uh, the Chiefs' defense needs to – they've done such an amazing job the last three yeah. or four weeks that I think they're going to continue to do it. Well, my my wife's in the next room. She's not going to appreciate this, but that's okay. Hey, everyone has an opinion on the game. <laughs> I don't want to get uh, your wife I, mad I, at me, Jason. I'm just yeah, giving no, you my I don't opinion. Want, I don't want to... Yeah, but it's just an opinion, and and I I tend to agree with you because winning is a mindset, and uh, when you when you've kind of conditioned your mind to win, it really does it really does make it easier. Not that there's anything easy in the NFL, but I am hoping I am hoping that the 49ers win. I told my I told my wife when they got McCaffrey that was a game changer. That that was going to change the trajectory of that team. And like I said, without Purdy getting hurt in the NFC Championship last year. Who knows? They might be going for back-to-back victories. Hey, listen, John, as ever, I love talking football with you. I, I know you'll be sitting down watching the big game on Sunday, as I will down here in the great state of Texas, and we'll be checking back with you uh, later in the year to see how things are going on at the Independent Bankers Association of New York State. But as ever, thank you so much for your time, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Jason, always a pleasure, and thank you for having me. Go Chiefs. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Nice to do an old-school live show. Well, I, I tend to agree with John because his football opinions are spot on most of the time. Hey, I'll be watching the game. I'll be watching the commercials. I know a lot of y'all will be as well. So whoever you're rooting for, let's just hope we get a good game. Nobody gets hurt. And the the folks in, in Las Vegas and around the world are treated to the uniquely 
American spectacle, our secular holiday here in the United States, Super Bowl Sunday, and I look forward to talking with you all very, very soon. My name is Jason Dice. You've been listening to The Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your banking brand were a band, would you? Leave the audience wanting more. Our special huddle up with John Witkowski edition, Super Bowl 2024. And until next we speak, I'll talk to you soon. Ever be, ever be, and that's all, folks.